What's going on, guys? Welcome to the second podcast. Non-league football is home of football culture, baby. You know where it's at. And uh, let's talk about some footy. Let's go. Let's go. What are the um, topics for today, Gio? So today, yeah, Pete, let's we'll start off with some Champions League, buddy. We'll go uh, game by game, how we think it's going to go out. Um, so we're thinking about doing a little point system. Uh, <laughs> we each get a, a point for every game that we guessed right, and then maybe loser has to do something at the end. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with the first game. Uh, Quick question, Pete. Quick question, yep. Pete. Do you guys want to do it where we pick game by game, or do you want to do it who advances? Let's do let's do advances. Like who yeah, we'll do advances. I like that. Okay, because I feel like that's like yeah, a little bit easier to be honest. Yeah, just like that. Like that. All right, so first game we got Salzburg versus Bayern. Uh, Hard up in well, Luka in the top left corner. You right. want me to go first? You said. Right. So I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I don't really need to explain much. I just feel like Bayern's you know probably like a one of the title favorites. So I'm gonna pick them to, to beat Salzburg. Yeah, the method Messi's kind of trying to persuade me a little bit, you know, <laughs> Salzburg. They're pretty good. Aronson, I uh, don't think he has what it takes to beat the likes of Bayern, so I'm going to go with Bayern as well. Yeah, I mean, Salzburg is a nice little young team, like up and coming, but it, it's Bayern. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, they just have world-class players in every position, so it's, I'm taking Bayern in that one. I guess... I got to be that guy who's, who's just going to go against what you guys are saying. Go. <laughs> my boy, Brendan Aronson, the podcast. Also, uh, Yemi up top. Goals. He's been popping off. Um, so, I'm just going to go and say maybe um, maybe they get away with it and then Salisbury can go through. So. I think they could take one win, but I don't think they win over two legs. Uh, boys, I think you're reaching there. I feel like Bayern might dominate them. As much as I'd want Brendan Aronson to succeed, I don't think it happens. Yeah, at home it's gonna be really tough. Yeah, I still wouldn't go with really tough. I mean, dude, you got to look at the lineup that Byron has. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Salzburg is informed. They're a young group, so obviously they're more pa- they're like passionate. But dude, you have like Lewandowski, Thomas Muller, Leroy Zane, the best Mabry. of the best on that team. Right now. They're they're lights out right now, especially. And- Wait a minute! Did Barca lose to Bayern eight to two at home? By the way, last season in the Champions League. So I mean, if I, Rich I don't was think podcast, if Rich was here right now, we'd be flaming him. But yeah. well, they mean, played them. They played them more recently in the Champions as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They won. They're in a group. Yeah. Um. So Sporting City again. Um, I like big big team against a small team again, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, Sporting Sporting did well. I, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really predict them to make it out because, you know, Dorman was in that group as well. But, I mean, you got to – I, I got to give it to City again. Like, this team's too good, you know. To, I don't think Sporting could defend them at all. I feel like City could probably advance on aggregate, like, 7-1, to be honest, because they tend to beat up those teams, you know. Yeah. I'd say the same thing. I mean, City, I think – just it just uh, came out that they have like the most goals in one calendar year, like they they ever had, which is crazy. So they're in crazy form. I mean, Sporting's a good club, but they're not really going to compete. I don't think. I think it could be a, another blowout, kind of like Bayern Salzburg. So I'll go City as well. I'm gonna go with this matchup is actually be a lot closer than Salzburg Bayern, just because uh, that guy, that guy Pedro Goncalves or whatever his name is. 
He mm-hmm. is lights out, dude. Go watch him play. Like the minute the ball touches his foot, the, the, you need two dudes to just to keep an eye on him. So, I mean, yeah, I think Man City will probably go through on this, but I would not count Sporting out. Like, they, I don't think they're going to massacre them like you guys think they will. I like that, Pete. I like that. I still think, obviously, City's going to go through. But um, Pep tends to go quarterfinal every year and then lose regardless. Yeah. That's fair. And that's another reason why I'm saying, like, I would not – don't – don't. I wouldn't – if you're a betting man, do not bet on this because Mm. they definitely – Are you taking sporting then? No, I'm taking Manchester City, but I'm saying it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think you are. So what do you – what do you think is going to be the the aggregate score then, Pete? Do you think that Sporting takes a game or? I don't think. Uh, give us a prediction. Prediction on aggregate, I'm going to go with yeah. 5-3. I'll take 4-1. I like that. I think you just held up 5-1 though. So you got to double check. No, I didn't. Out. I did a 4-1. <laughs> you need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> Benfica Ajax, what do you think of that game? I feel like this is a close, good game. Like, that's going to be a fire game to watch. Yeah, I think good game. You know, Benfica is one of the best teams in Portugal. Um, I mean, the problem here is, you know, Haller, regardless of the, most of them being tap-ins, I'm not sure if he takes penalties for them. He's been on fire. And Ajax, the same group with Sporting and Dortmund, they dominated that group. So as much as I think Benfica is a solid side, they did struggle against a Barcelona, who sits in seventh place. In La Liga right now, you know, one of the worst Barcelona's we've seen in a little while. So I'm going to go with Ajax. Do I think Benfica could maybe take a game? Yes, but I think Ajax advances and I think the aggregates, I'm going to say four to two. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I think Ajax take this game as well. Uh, I think Anthony right now is disgusting. He's like one of the best young talents in the world. You watch him play, he's like Neymar again. He's like a new Neymar. Uh, Benfica's good, but again, I don't think they have what it takes. So I'll take uh, Ajax in this matchup. Nice, bro. I actually, something I know Pete's going to say, he's smiling over there like a little idiot. When you said, uh, Anthony, like a couple, maybe a year back, Pete's like, oh, watch out for this kid. Watch out for this kid. (laughs) Now he's popping off. off, So it's good to see too. But uh, I also, I think Ajax is going to run away with that too. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I do agree. I think Ajax is going to run away with this one. Like my boy, like like uh, Gio said, you know, I was calling it a while ago. My boy Anthony, he's just he's lights out too. Him and Davin Neres, like you sub one off and you have the same player, you know, who can just kind of pick up the game right then and there as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take Ajax on this. They were scoring a lot of goals. They have a lot of quality up top. So yep, Ajax. You know, quick thing, I actually I actually wanted to mention. Nicholas Otamendi has been playing pretty well for them. At least I personally feel that way. I know he was at City, wasn't doing that well. Pretty sure he was in Spain before. But I don't know if you guys have been watching him. He's been looking like a solid player. Yeah, he has been pretty pretty good for them. He's always old school, too. So he's got that old school, like, grit, gritty defender. Yeah. So. yeah. He's very physical, too. Yeah, he's been a good defender for them. He's definitely helped. Uh, Chelsea, Lil. Uh, um, Pains me to say this one. I mean... Yeah, I know. You know, Chelsea's just going to – Chelsea will take it. You know, Lille, they're a solid side. It's just – problem with Lille is they're not a team that keeps their good players. You know, Chelsea's the team that would buy from Lille, you know, like all their good players. So, I mean, mm-hmm. 
Chelsea's going to take it. Chelsea will probably, I'm going to predict a 5-1 aggregate win. I think Chelsea, yeah, 5-1 aggregate. On aggregate wow, on that aggregate. is I think, hefty. <laughs> yeah, to, I think Chelsea Chelsea wins the first game 2-0, and then they win the second game 3-1. I could see that happening. And right. Mike Mance is going to love this little part, but uh, as much as I hate Chelsea, I think they take this one. You know, Will, they won the French League last year, didn't they? They did. So they had yes, a good season last year, but I mean, I don't think they have what it takes to be the reigning champions of Chelsea. So I'll give it to Chelsea. I like five one, maybe five two. I, I might give uh, Lille another another point or another goal. No, nah, I'll make the French people happy today. Um, I think they'll they'll be Chelsea. I really, I don't think this Chelsea side is as strong as they are on the de- they are kind of falling off a little bit. I won't lie. But yeah, they, they I was the two wins in the last two games though. Um, but before that, draw, draw, loss. And so I, they're obviously a beatable side. So I mean, penalty, penalty, penalty. Jorginho, Jorginho. Anyway, Pete, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Lille actually on this one as well. Uh, I think, like like Gio said, they've kind of. I don't really like the way they've been playing too much recently. I think the penalties have been kind of bailing them out too. And I think Jonathan David is he's lights out as well. So um, yeah, I'm taking Lille on this one. Men's is cracked, bro. He's crap. So good. Yeah, he's he's, so he's a good player. He's gonna go to a good team soon. He, yeah. he will definitely. Very this cool. one I'm excited for. We got Atletico men. This United. is a scare matchup. It is. Uh, I mean, you know, both teams kind of been struggling in the league. I actually, you know, I'm not a big La Liga fan myself, but apparently Atletico Madrid lost four of their last five league games. Yeah, they're you know, so they're not in good form. United just tied to Newcastle and. Honestly, a game they should have lost. De Gea put on a master class <laughs> with some of those saves, eh? Um, you kept them in that game. I think Atletico or Atletico wins the first game. And then I think Man United wins second game and they advance on aggregate. I think I United advances. Thing. Yep. I, uh, you know how Ronaldo is with Atletico in the Champions League. Yep. It's, uh, that's never going to be forgotten. I think Man U will... Like Lucas said, take it in the second game. Ronaldo's going to pull out something. He always does in the Champo, so I'll take Man U in this matchup. But I think it's going to be very close. You Pete? want me to go? Go ahead. I'm going to pick Diego Simeone to uh, Dude, this kid coach his way out of this upsets. one. Oh, happening. Yep, I'm taking Atletico in this. He's going to get on. a mad defensive. I think Gio, that... Go ahead. go ahead. Sorry, Pete. No, no, no. no. Go ahead, Pete. Um, I, I think he's going to go super defensive how he usually plays. And I don't think this Manchester United team, just from their attitude on the field from the Newcastle game, like Luca was saying, like everyone's always has their head down or someone's bitching and complaining to somebody else, you know, yelling at somebody else. So I think that Atletico, they're going to rally for this one. So first off, Pete, sorry for interrupting you. You're good. Um, so, you know, like, again, United hasn't been having the best form, but Ronaldo's always finding the net, dude. He is always – like, even if it's at the end, he may not have the best form in the league. He's finding the net in the Champions League. And also, Atletico Madrid did not deserve to advance out of our group. I know Milan lost, you know. I'm yeah, saying. That, that group came down to the final game. Yeah, a little butthurt about that. But I thought Porto was honestly deserved it more than us, or Milan, and Atletico Madrid. So I, I, you know, I just don't see them. I'm still confident Ronaldo. Obviously, like like Fig said, you got uh, Ronaldo in Champions League is a different story. He's a different guy. He's <laughs> different gravy. 
Yeah, bullying, fucking and bullying uh, Atletico. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think that that's going to be an easy sweep for him. Uh, yeah. Pete, by the way, what island are you on? Yeah. Where are you, Pete? Uh, uh, that Easter this island. Is gonna be, this is going to be uh, me January 6th. So we're, uh, we're in Florida right now, actually. <laughs> nice. He's an island boy. <laughs> I'm an island boy. All right. So we got my okay. boys, Juve versus uh, Villarreal. Gio, go ahead. Take this one away. Yeah, you start us off, buddy. I'll take my boys in black and white all day. We're going to smack them. Gerard Moreno is going to be in, in Bonucci and <laughs> I think oh, it's God. an easy game. Uh, Morata could even score a hat. That's um, how confident I am. That's uh, bold. Okay. I mean, uh, so Villarreal is honestly a good side, you know. They're, they're a solid side. Juve. They're okay, too. You know, a little – haven't been doing the best in Serie A. Good form, though. I think Juve will advance. And no, not because I am biased to the Serie A. I just feel like – I don't know. My gut's telling me Juve is going to win. I know Chiesa is preparing to come back, too. He hasn't been having the best of seasons so far. I mean, you know, he did well with Italy. But I feel like Chiesa is going to start popping off once he comes back from injury, dude. And I feel like Juve is going to – They'll take this matchup. It'll be close, but I think they're going to advance. I think this is going to be the closest matchup of these games. I think this is going to be a one-goal decider through the aggregate. I, th- I don't know what the results are going to be, but it pains me to say I think Juve are going to find their way through by one. I think it's going to be like a 3-2, 4-3, like one-goal aggregate. But I th- I'll take Juve just because Villarreal is good. I think Villarreal is a good team. They're definitely good. Yeah. Uh... I'm going to have to bandwagon on this one. I'm taking Juve as well. Um, I think Allegri's been – he's been finally starting to get the team to kind of rally under him. Uh, like like they said, Villarreal is also definitely a good team, but I think Juve pulls the win on this. like that. Uh, we got Inter-Liverpool. This is a good match. Uh, this is going to be tough. Um I, uh, I personally hate Inter. I think I could vouch for Gio as well, being big fans of the Serie A. Inter is typically the scum. Uh, I mean, they're a good team this year. They're probably going to win Serie A again. You know, they're four points ahead of Milan, who are in second place. But, I mean, Liverpool's fantastic. They're my pick to win the Champions League. They, they beat us with their backups. And, listen, Milan's not a, that much of a joke of a team. You know, I... I want to say Inter has a chance, but I don't know. I think Liverpool advances, and I think I'll take a, a 4-2 aggregate here. I think they win both games 2-1. I like that. Yeah, I think Liverpool takes this. They look like the better team. I mean, Inter's winning Serie A right now, right? Yes, They're right. In yep. Liverpool's, I think, in second in the Prem. <clears> but, I mean, Liverpool, if you have a full Salah Mane if Jota plays, Jota's disgusting right now. It's going to be tough for Inter. Uh, it's, yeah, Inter's in for a, a tough two games. I think Liverpool takes this pretty comfortably. Hey, what do you think? All right, I'll go then. Uh, I'm t- Unfortunately, I'm taking Liverpool. Uh, it's, it's it's sad, but yeah, let, I like Klopp a lot. I like the way he manages uh, like his team. I like Salah, obviously. He's just going off. Diego Jota, re- retardedly good. Uh, Mane, you, I, I think that the team plays just so well, especially in uh, in Europe. So, yeah, I'm taking Liverpool on this one. I didn't know he changed his name to Diego Jota. I okay, Diego Jota. Sorry, relax, relax. <laughs> um, he knows it like that. He's, he's best friends with Diego. Yeah, we're, I'm boys with him. 
said, I hate Inter, but I could definitely see them doing some type of damage to Liverpool. Ooh, I think that I think that Liverpool's great side, but you could see today again, like they have weaknesses as well. Salah, yeah. as good as he's been, you could see he just missed the penalty and then missed the rebound right after. So you you see maybe his his spell is over. I hope so. From one pen, could be. Hey. hey. You never know. Maybe yeah, you don't. could be. Yeah, true. That's Salah's reign over. Um, PSG, Real Madrid. So, this is going to be a crazy game. I think this, honestly, if Real Madrid was not playing PSG, I think they can pretty much beat most of the teams there, you know, besides like Bayern, Liverpool, like maybe City, but. I don't know. I think, like, Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi are not losing in the round of 16. Like, Real Madrid could take the first game if they are at home. But I I just don't see them advancing. Like, they're a good team, but PSG just has, you know, the quality. Like, I obviously Madrid has the quality, too. But, you know, you have game changers like Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. They're just world class. So, I'm going to pick PSG. I'm going to take Madrid. I think Madrid uh, in form right now. In the La Liga and with the Vinicius is disgusting. Benzema has been underrated for so many years and he's playing out of his mind. As much as PSG have the attack, and I don't think if Madrid's playing on the day, I don't think that PSG can defend and will be able to play or possess around Madrid with Cruz, Modric, all that the midfield. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Real Madrid in this matchup. That's kind of crazy. You're saying that in your PSG kit, Fig. I'm uh, I was just gonna say surprised. <laughs> yeah. And he's got an AOR in the back. No, I'm, uh, I, I'm gonna go with Real as well. I'm gonna say Vinicius and Benzema team up and smack them around. Um, I'm hoping they do because I love Vinicius the way he's been playing. I hope like that Brazilian player like sticks with him and he's the next big player for them. But uh, yeah, I, I think Neymar obviously coming back from injury in mid January. Uh, he's gonna have to get back into the flow of things, and I think that Messi still hasn't found his form yet in Paris. So yeah. I think it's going to be a close matchup, but I think Real takes it though. Pete? Yep, I'm uh, sticking with Real Madrid on this one too. Uh, they've obviously been playing really well in the league. Uh, they, uh, Vinicius in form, Benzema in form. I think that the whole team is that that midfield. Obviously, class never never dies, you know. Uh, Modric, Cruz, Casemiro. They're it's it's too much. And plus, I don't. I feel like PSG doesn't defend well enough to hold kind of as much of a unit that Real Madrid is. So, yeah, I'm taking Real Madrid in this one. So, one thing I want to say was kind of thinking about it while you all were talking. You know, it, it will be tough. Maybe I do want to underestimate Real Madrid a little bit. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Pochettino, he's going to be sitting there like, you know what? Nobody thinks we're going to defend well. So, I think what PSG is going to try to do is take the first game, keep their style, right? And then the second game, they're going to play back. And that counterattack would be brutal. Because if Real Madrid's got eight people forward and then Mbappe's running with Neymar and then Messi's right behind to play balls to them out wide, they're just going to burn everyone with their speed, you know. And if they win the first game 2-0, it's going to be really tough for Madrid, even if they're attacking. Because one ta- counterattack goal kind of seals it for me. All right. Honestly, one thing I, that I, has to do is run up the scoreline. They, yeah. they, have to they need to get goals with that front three. Like, there's no reason they should be scoring two, three goals a game. Luke, I see what you're... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I see what you're saying, but I don't think, like, 
everybody's going to play as defensive as like you would think. Like obviously on paper, you're like, oh, everyone's going to sit there. But you really think Mbappe is going to work defensively. Neymar is going to work defensively. Messi is going to work defensively. Players that have never been asked to do the backtracking. You think they're just going to all, all of a sudden this one game going to do it? I don't think so. I, I personally think so because Mbappe's got a World Cup. You know, he's won the league a bunch. Now it's the time to prove that he can bring his team to the Champions League. You know, Messi left Barcelona too. I mean, that's another weapon. I I personally think that they're going to advance because, again, I know they haven't been defending that well, but I feel like Pochettino is going to try to instill that mindset to them. Like, listen, like, we got to defend against this team. We got to counter. And I think they're going to bring it. I think Mbappe is going to defend. Maybe not Messi as much. Or Neymar, but I feel like they Mbappe is gonna really step up, and I expect him to score, especially because he's gonna play. I think his future team. Gotcha. All right, so let's move over to the best league in Europe, uh, the Serie A. Premier League, yeah. So the Serie, the Serie. So let's start off with the main target. We got uh, Insigne and Belotti. It's shocking news. Them uh, possible transfer to Toronto FC. I'll let you can't blame them wanting to leave the league. I mean, I would do the I, same. It's not about the league. It's just, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have been following, but I believe Insigne is going to make $12 million a year. Oh, no, that's right. Which that are, I don't know if it's $12 million a year. I think some of that might be signing bonus, but he's making less than $5 million at Napoli right now. And that's a huge jump. Like, regardless, he's – what? how old is Insigne? Like, 30 or, like, he's around 30. there? He's 30. You know, he's got, like, what, four or five more years left? Like, might as well take the money, you know? I mean, Napoli, I don't think they're winning anything anytime soon. I'd say that, I mean, as surprising as that could be, it's not surprising because money is just everything now. When yeah. the money will speak at the end of the day. Like, I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. True, it sucks because it's like you got talented players. Balotti obviously is always in the bottom half of the table. He's a good striker. You got uh, Lorenzo Insigne that he's he's a great player. Not a lot of people talk about him, and you're gonna go ruin the rest of your career like Jovinko did, like like a couple players did, and now they'll never go down as that big player. But you could argue that I mean, look what Ibra's done. Ibra went to the MLS in the middle of his career, which is what players don't do a lot. He went to what LA Galaxy for two seasons. And now yep. he's back in Milan, and you could argue he's still still pretty good. I mean, he's... You also could argue that that wasn't the middle of his career. He was 38. I'm, saying, I'm yeah. not saying in the middle. I'm saying, like, between, like... Yeah. I, I just, between like, the middle of his career. During during his career. 60 years old, then... Uh, yeah, but not not at the end of retiring the MLS. I get what you're saying. I get what you're He went from Europe to MLS, back to Europe. Yeah. Can we just take a, take a moment? Isn't it so sad how, like, there's no player that actually plays for the jersey anymore? Like, it's yeah. legit so much about money. It's, like, crazy now, True. you know? Like, I yeah. feel like like when you were a kid growing up, you're like, oh, I want to play for, for, for example, like, Gia. Like, I want to play for Juve. And then, like, Luke, I want to play for Milan. But, like, now it's, like, these kids, they're just like, nah, okay, you want to give me an extra five mil word? I'm coming that way. You know, it's, it's like they're mercenaries now. They're not even yeah. actual players. It's like players that play, like, Kalanoglu. Cal- like yeah. Plays like a good uh, don't get me started. Like with that city snake. Life, it's just like I don't understand. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just the paycheck at the end of the day. But it sucks because you do have those players, and they're all 
turning almost 40 years old now and it's like that's the end of that that era that we'll uh, we'll see yeah. you know yeah i mean mm-hmm. i do understand like from like when you're older to like go get your paycheck because it's like then you want to kind of financially secure your family and all that good stuff but some people like like gia said like jovinko kind of took that move like way too early in my opinion as well like yep. just for kind of like the money so i don't know it's kind but of to upsetting be fair to be fair with Jovinko, he like he was getting some time with Juve, but he was not a regular starter. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of makes sense. But if you look at Insignia, like he's one of the star the players captain, on Napoli. Right? The captain. He's yeah. The captain. And then Belotti too. Like, I mean, we don't really know many names on Torino, especially, you know, people don't really pay attention to Serie A. But, you know, he's one of their best players. And these two guys just won the Euro with Italy. And it's a shame. To see them leaving like that, but you know it is what it is. I guess it's what the games come. The money, the money. Yeah. You have money, dirty money. Um, let's let's talk about Inter. Dirty money. Win the league. Let's talk about it. You think that they're gonna win the league? I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, as much as you hate to admit it, you know they're four points ahead of my Milan, and they're. I mean, they look like a different side with, uh, Inzaghi. Compared to Conte, I don't like they. I just feel like their attack is so much more like fluid. I don't know. And like some of the players they brought in, like they lost Lukaku. Jacko's been a great replacement. That kid, Joaquin Correa, they got from Lazio. He's a baller. I always rated him highly. They just they haven't missed a beat. It seems like they got better. It's crazy. Yeah, I think uh, under Conte, obviously. Uh, Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez were firing in all cylinders, but now you you got the whole team attacking. Yes, like everyone, even Skriniar is scoring goals. So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm taking Inter to win the win the league this year as well. I mean, okay, wait, here's a question for you: Who do you think is a better coach now, Conte or Inzaghi? Conte, that's easy. Conte will go down to top ten. I think Conte. Yeah, could because. If you look at the team now, Conte kind of built it. And I know some of the key players left. But Inzaghi's taking what Conte built and he's kind of making it into a more attacking team. You know what I'm saying? Like, without this vision from Conte, I don't think Inzaghi's taking this team to the top. Like, they're just – their squad is the best, I think, in Serie yeah. I don't think – like, there's some teams that maybe are close, but AC Milan can't compete with them. I don't think Juve can compete with them either, at least now. You know? right, below, right below Inter, we got Milan. Um, I think that at this point in the season, they still have a fighting chance against Inter. If Inter starts dropping points, Milan could very much pull ahead. But Listen. Milan, at the same time, hasn't been in the best of form. No, not at all. But, uh, I mean, they got a 4-2 win over Empoli, and Empoli's a decent side. You know, I honestly thought that match might end in a draw. And they played Kessie up... I believe in the number 10 position where Brahim Diaz usually plays, he scored two goals. You know, I was kind of surprised with that because he's, you know, a, naturally a center mid slash CDM, but he looks solid. I don't know if you guys watched the game, but I mean. Yeah, I uh, actually saw a meme on that. It was uh, Kessia after playing one game and he, he shaves his head like Zidane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah, on Instagram. That was funny. Um, uh, I so mean, that- we can't compete though, dude. At the end of the day, like, I love Milan. You know, I've been a Milan supporter my whole life, as far as I remember. But mm-hmm. Inter's just too good, you know. And Milan doesn't have the quality of players. You know, Ibra's 
he scores goals, but he's not the same kind of player as he once was. It's it's just not. I think we could take second, maybe third. I think we'll stay in the Champions League. But no. You think uh, it'll finish up Inter? Inter yeah, I'm looking at the table on my screen right now, and I can see last five matches from the top five, and Inter is one of the five of them. Um, and Juve have won four of them and tied one, but it's, <laughs> it's good in form. They may be in that that 12 points off of first place. Like, that just shows levels of how... I mean, Milan's four points behind. They're pretty close. But like Luca was saying, he thinks there's just different levels between the two teams. Yeah. And they can compete. So I, I could see Inter taking it again. They won last year too, correct? Yes, they did. Yeah. They ended Juve's run of dominance. Yeah, I could see a back-to-back from Inter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I feel like Milan probably is going to end. I want to say probably still stay second. I want to see Juve climb up to third, though. And then Atlanta stay fourth. I think Napoli is actually going to drop to fifth. Yep, I was going to say. I was actually just going to say that when you were done. I think Napoli is going to do their typical botch. I feel like Atlanta is going to take that fourth place spot. I think Napoli is going to lose it. Napoli is a bottling club. That's what they're yep. known. They are. They are a bottling. And that's a club. shout out to my friend Davide if he's watching. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, no they suck, bro. Go pick a new team to follow. <laughs> I can't say anything. Palermo's in the freaking set of cheese, so I'm just going to sit here quietly. But. At least you're not plastic. <clears throat> uh, so what else? Right. Let's, let's speak of, uh, like you said, Palermo, set of cheese, uh, teams that, you know, got dealt bad cards. You got Salernitano right now. They are uh, in 20th place in the Serie A. They are looking for a new owner, and they only have five days to do so. They just played against Udinese. I, they, they just had a game scheduled against Udinese, who they could not put out a team for. Because they're, what they couldn't play, the, they couldn't pay the players or something like that. Couldn't put out uh, eleven players because of COVID and uh, oh yeah. I thought yeah, I was just about to say it would be weird that they didn't play that game because they don't have a buyer. But yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I I don't think they'll find a, a buyer, dude. Somebody would have jumped on them In by five now. Days? I feel like yeah, that's well, tough. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And what happens if they don't? The thing is that the Serie A wants to kick them out, which I don't understand how would how would work with the, the nineteen game might 19 just be nineteen teams, teams, and then the rest of their uh, games would just count as forfeits. Everyone would take the three points. If so that that's the club, if that's the club that you support, what do you think? Like, what do they do? What's their next step? I mean, are they gonna are they gonna go into bankruptcy as a club? That's happened in the, in England with uh, who was it that went into uh. I forget the name of the club, but there was a club in England a year or two ago that had to just, like, close down because they had no money or anything like that. And it was, like, a really well-supported club. See if I can find it. It's crazy. That's what happened to Palermo, honestly. Like, they just – they Zamparini, he sold Palermo to, like, kind of like a middleman. And when then when the middleman went to sell to the other per, to the other oh, people, yeah. they, they kind of backed out. And then the middleman was kind of left with it and couldn't pay the players and stuff like that. And they had to file for bankruptcy, and then they went to set a D. So maybe that's the same kind of situation that Salernitana's in. And if they're waiting to, well, hoping to find a buyer in the next five days, I mean, good luck. God better bless you because Palermo's been trying to find a buyer for the past, what, year and a half? And they've been taught, it's, there's goes to so, there goes like so much negotiations in buying a club it's not just like oh here's some monopoly money yeah, give me the club. you know it. it's like yep. when you when you, you're legit investing millions millions and millions of dollars in this so mm-hmm. i mean good luck but who's the, uh, who's the club you're talking about it was bury fc 
they were like a football league two team well-supported club and they just they couldn't get enough fans or money and they just had to liquidate the club yeah so it's a club right now and they were a well-known club sad because even even with the bigger teams you're gonna see that every yeah. game like even for you i'm watching and i'm seeing like no one's at these games even at big games i'm watching there's the the fans, I don't know if it's COVID. Obviously. I mean, COVID, COVID has to play a role in that. Yeah, I don't think it's COVID. I think Juve is a dying club ever since Ronaldo <laughs> not, left there. Not that. But let's say, let's say <laughs> that it's, it's due to the fact that ticket prices are going up. They're only attracting tourists now. So they're making it so hard for the actual people that live in the city to go to their games and support the team. See, but yeah. it's kind of crazy, too, because Milan actually is getting a lot more attendance. Like the last game that they played at home, I'm not sure if it was against Empoli that I watched, but they had a good crowd, especially in that Liverpool game too. That was crazy. The atmosphere there was nuts, yeah. even though we lost. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, especially like Salernitana, they, they're obviously going to get demoted too. And it's kind of just a shame that, um, you know, it's going to go from bad to worse, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem there. Last thing, just to touch on, Serie A, they, uh, the players, African players are going to AFCON Cup um, starting in j- early January, I believe. And five teams are really in some big trouble. Uh, Bologna, Sassuolo, Roma, Milan, Napoli. Uh, I don't really know what their plan is for that because it's, it's starting to kick up now. It's crazy how they, like, they allow that to happen during the middle of the season. Right. And you're going to miss players like, I mean, Kessier is going to leave Milan. Koulibaly is going to have to leave. Napoli is going to get it the worst. Napoli is going to lose Osimhen. They're going to lose Kulabai. Angisa. Angisa, yeah. That's a shame. I mean, yeah, I think Napoli is going to get hit the worst by that, honestly. Yep. That's when they drop. <laughs> that yeah, and that is drop. when they drop. That's what we're hoping on. Um, in La Liga, uh, you're seeing some rare stuff, honestly. Uh, I mean, Madrid, that's not a surprise, but. No, 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 no. Uh, Real, obviously, in first, That's that's – Good for them. I think they're finally getting that uh, that form back, that dynasty that they once had. You know, yeah. Ronaldo, they never really knew who their goal scorer was, even though Benzema still always put up numbers. Yeah. Um, and Barca. Barca's just shocking this season. Has Xavi really done anything, like, in the grand scheme of things, do you think? I think it's I'm, too early, dude. I think he needs some time, you know? No, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think you can definitely kind of see – like the team a little bit more lifted than they were with Komen, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. But and like he is playing some younger players too, getting them some minutes. So I think he's obviously this is a rebuilding year. Next year probably might be a rebuilding year as well. It takes time sure. for a coach to instill like his yeah. his kind of play style and for the fact that Barcelona honestly just doesn't have the quality to be the top top three, top four, not even top five in my opinion of this league still. Um, so they still have to, and they're financially in trouble as well. So I think, yeah, it's, it's still going to take some time, but I do see that kind of the, the younger players, especially you can tell they kind of are more ambitious to go and play. I just hope that Shabby uh, doesn't get the ax because, because this happens. Yeah, um, that would be, t- be such a bad look for the club. If that yeah. happens. I think it sucks that what all these clubs are doing to their managers now. They're sacking them after one season. You got to yeah. give, you got to give someone a, a a chance, right? Yeah, and, uh, let them rebuild. See what they can do with it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy because when Juve 
uh, first hired Pirlo. I didn't think it was a good hire, right? You know, they had Ronaldo. They ended up taking fourth. But you look at them now, like, I mean, yeah, they're in fifth now. But, like, they were doing, like, not so good at the beginning of the season. And it makes you wonder if they kept Pirlo, you know, given that Allegri's obviously, like, a solid manager. You know, he's been established. But what could they have done? You know, maybe they could have been in Champions League right now and not have had to worry about, you know, climbing their way out of this hole. But, you know, it's just managers need time. And I feel like it's very common that they're the scapegoat, you know, yeah. rather than blaming the players. It's like, oh, fire the manager, you know? Yeah. yeah Listen, I mean, Rich, I mean, like all, all you guys, I'm Rich, Pete, I'm sorry. Um, All you guys, all the teams have gone through managers frequently. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, we've had uh, Moyes like multiple times now where he's come in as like a safety manager where we had to sack who we've had, bring in Moyes to finish the season. And he's done well for the most part. And now we've kept him because he did so well last season at the end of it. So, and he's doing yeah. good. Yeah. And Lucas, hey, what happened? Same thing with Milan. They never, not never, but uh, since getting Pioli, they finally found like a rhythm. They finally have something to work with. Back, they were trying Allegri. They were trying every single person, and it just wasn't working. Yeah, I um honestly did not hate Gattuso. You know, I wasn't a fan of most of the coach Milan had. Like, uh, I believe Montella was a coach for a little bit. I did not like him. We've had our coaches. You know, I know Sedorf came. You know, you want to see a club legend succeed. But I thought Gattuso honestly wasn't a bad coach, and it's a shame. Because, you know, the season, his last season with Milan, they were so close to making Champions League. It got decided last day. Same thing when he was with Napoli. They didn't make Champions League on the last day, and he's getting sacked for that. Right. You know, I feel like it's good that we got Pioli, but I I don't know. I feel like in the next few years, I feel like we're going to need a, a new manager because he has a good style, but I don't know. I feel like against the European teams, it's we're going to need something different, you know. Hey, what do you think of the whole coaching situation? Um, well, what's crazy about, uh, Pioli actually, he was almost fired. I think they did. The, I think they made the right, uh, decision by keeping yeah. him. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, because like we said, it takes time. I mean, these clubs, I feel like, I mean, you can fire the manager, you can't fire the players. So the, their best, their next best thing is like, oh, fire, fire the manager and then we'll figure it out. But in fact, you're only just setting it back more and more and more. And then the minute, like a manager has like what two good games when they first start. They're like, "Oh, we're keeping this guy. This guy's good," but they could do horrific the rest, and they're like, "Oh, we messed up again." You know what I mean? I feel like they need to have more patience. I mean, obviously, like this industry, there's there is no patience, and there never will be, especially now by the way the game is going. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think they need to have more patience. Like, look at I mean, Palermo's had what at least six managers in the past three years. That's like a freaking a manager every half the year. That's ridiculous. So, you expect the team to find their form. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and especially like that, where like the stage that they're at right now, I mean, it's, it, you're not even, it's not even real. I mean, it's professional, but you know, these players are not like to the, to the quality of anywhere near the top, top league. So yeah, I mean, it's tough. And plus even in the top leagues, you're still going against top players, top teams, it's not like you're going against Joe Schmo, you know. Everyone kind of knows what they're doing up there, and they're up there for a reason. Right. Gio, uh, what do you think about um, uh, what's his name again? Why am I blanking? Juve's manager, Allegri. I just blanked. Uh, what do you think about him so far? This you season? know, he brought us to some good Champions League glory. You never won it with him yet, but um, I think that he's done well in the league in the past with us. Now he <laughs> 
picked up the reins again. And I think uh, it is what it is at this point in time. He's done. I think he's a better coach than Pirlo. Yeah. He has done statistically better than Pirlo at this point in time in the league. But um, I without just Ronaldo, without Ronaldo as well. But I think he has more experience. He yeah. knows what it takes to be a coach. He knows how to deal with the media, which Pirlo didn't. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it, how it turns out at the end of the season. Question. Do you think that Juve needed something different or do you think they needed to come back to something that was comfortable again to kind of rebuild that confidence? Yeah, I don't think that it, it was – I don't think Allegri was the answer. I don't think it was ever that was like the perfect thing for them. But, you know, it was the best bet that we can get at that point in time. Um, so, yeah, I mean like – You like know what you're going to get, kind of? Exactly. Gio, quick thing. Right before we go, continue with uh, some La Liga talk. We didn't get to mention this in the little Serie A segment, but I'm looking at Juve's next games, and I know their form's been good. But I think me and you can both agree they haven't been playing the best teams in Serie A, right? As of, you know, the past few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got Napoli on uh, January 6th. Then three days later, they got Roma. You're playing Inter in the Supercoppa Italiana final on the 12th. Do you think that there's going to be a dip? Like, you guys are playing us on the 23rd. What do you think is going to happen? I'm really hoping everyone just stays fit. Uh, that's going to be the main thing. You got Chiesa coming back. Dybala's finally, finally, like, healthy. So that's going to be a big factor. I think if we have Chiellini back uh, 100%. Um, but Bernadeschi, which I, I don't understand, he's having the season of his life at, with Juve. And I think that it's all of those players, like those little things that they need to be fit. They need to be healthy. Everyone's got to be doing their part. And I think that if they take these big games step by step, I think we'll be able to win them no problem. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, guys, this video is brought to you with the help of our partners, Amazon Audible, who carry thousands of titles such as Maradona, The Hand of God, Ancora Ungido, Alex Del Piero, and Pele, Why Soccer Matters, and many more titles exclusively on Amazon Audible. Hit the link above or in the description below with a free 30-day trial at Amazon Audible trial.com slash NOF. Nice. All right. Um, well, go ahead, Pete. No, no, you can go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I cut you off. My big guy. I was going to say, let, let's uh, let's kind of bring it back into Barca. I mean, how are we feeling about the Ferran Torres transfer? Good. I think it's uh, I think it's a good transfer. I think he's a good player. I think he could fit Barcelona's play style. 50 mil. I mean... He's young. I can see why it's that that price tag. He was playing well at City during the end of his stint with them. Um, but I don't know how much one player can can really change uh, what's going on with Xavi and Barcelona. You hope it helps out a little bit. But can you believe though that that's a fifty million dollar player? Like he he's came from the young Premier. though. He's young also Premier young League. Too. I mean, that's what that's what you get nowadays. Young Premier League yeah. player talent. He's good. So let me ask you a question real quick. So I'm I'm not a big City fan, obviously. I don't really watch them play. Do you think he's better than Mares? And I don't know. No. I honestly don't know. You don't think so? I think Mares is disgusting. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it kind of makes sense because, you know, it was for $50 million and he is tw he's 21 years old. That's the yeah, big yeah. thing we got to realize. That's why he's so much, too. Yeah. And honestly, for a 21-year-old year in the Premier League playing on City, I feel like that's not terrible nowadays. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see him in Spain, though. Like, uh, yeah. a Spanish player back in Spain is, is cool to me. I like when Barca was 
all Spanish. I think it was a good, you know, good times for them. So. Yeah, the yeah. chemistry is definitely there. Um, do you guys think it's more of like because Dembele might leave, or do you think it's more because Fati's kind of on and off the field? And same thing with Dembele. What What do you guys think the reason of getting Dembele, Ron Torres? Dembele probably got hurt six times while we started this podcast. Yeah, so, uh, that's about right. That's probably why uh, they needed a replacement. They knew they needed a replacement. Ferran Torres is a perfect guy. Winger, pacey. Yeah. Also, yeah. another thing, too, if you look at that Barcelona team back when they were, you know, in their prime, they had the likes of, you know, Pedro, Alexi Sanchez, like, you know, Messi would probably play the wing sometimes. Like, they didn't just have enough players to fill their starting 11, too. Like, whether Dembele is not playing, Ansufadi is not playing, it's always good to have those options. You know, for a team like that, they want to be great. True. Do you think that they should have spent this fifty million elsewhere, or do you think this was the this was kind of the perfect buy in a way for this team, like what they need right now? I wouldn't say perfect buy, but I think it's a good buy. I mean, I think it's a decent player. He's young. He's Spanish. He plays. He could fit Barca's style. There's probably other players out there that they could have looked into, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad purchase. What do you guys think of uh, Depay so far? I think he's a good he player. Good. He started out really good, and I think he's slowly Declined. leveled out. I mean. I, I always rated Depay. I think he's a great player, honestly. Every single time I watch him with Leon, he, when you have played against him, he kind of we, – we kept him, but he's a great player. He was making moves, taking shots, making yeah. him look like an idiot. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. I mean – I, I like the transfer, like like Gio said. I've always, I've always rated Depay as well. Um, I just think it's it's kind of hard when the whole team is struggling for the, for the number nine to constantly, like, bail them out of games. I mean, not obviously that's what your number nine is supposed to do is to bail you out of some games, but not every game. You know what I mean? But yeah. I um, – looking at, uh, you know, Barca's team, and you guys said whether or not it was, like, the, the best signing for them to make – I don't agree. I feel like that money should have spent been spent in defense, but I still think it's a good signing because of his age. You know, he's Spanish. Um, who do you guys think Barcelona should sign uh, as a defender? Because I think they need center backs, personally. You guys yeah. have any names you could throw out there? Um, That's I could tough. Say, like, like, players that aren't on the market, but it's it's tough because you don't see any good players right now that are trying to change teams. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And plus, I feel like Piquet kind of has to like hand off that baton to somebody else at some point. You know what I mean? Kind of how Puyol handed him the baton. Now it has to go another step, but just in time to replace him. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. There's not who's the replacement. Yeah. It's I, I can't think of many young like center backs right now that are that town. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. top of my head at least. I feel like they, it would kind of have to be Spanish, too, because I feel like, honestly, having a team like, for example, Barcelona and Spain have a lot of Spanish players. I feel like, like we said before, the chemistry is really there. And then when it comes to, like, I don't know, like, international and stuff like that, you already have kind of a lot of players that have played with each other. That's why I feel like Italy played pretty well is because the whole team plays pretty much Serie A, and a lot of them play with each other besides Jorginho, you know what I mean? So I feel like they kind of need another Spanish player to kind of bring that that defense back up to kind of what it was. 
Yeah, I mean, they speaking of signing players from City, they got Eric Garcia like a season ago, but I don't, I don't think he's really done much for him so far. But he was decent at City. Even him, uh, he hasn't done anything. Yeah. So that's that's the problem with it. If they do sign a centre-back, what happens if that happens? Like, if, if another Eric Garcia, where they waste the money and he hasn't done much yet? I um, think they need to build around Frankie. Uh, I've heard some rumours, you know, that he may or may not go to Real, uh, not Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United. I think he's phenomenal. Like when I see him on the ball, like it is so hard to dispossess that man. So and he's he's young too. Like just give him a few more years when he gets to this prime. They need to keep him. They need yeah. to keep him. He's the star of that team. I would say probably yeah, for sure. Shocking in La Liga right now. You got Real Betis and Rayo Vallecano in third and fourth place, which uh, it makes no sense. You got Barca sitting in eighth right now. What are they? Yeah, seventh, I think. Believe they're yeah, seven. Yeah. So it, it just there's no excuse. You have teams like that in in third and fourth place. You got to wake up. Yeah, it's uh, shocking. It shows the quality of the league, I guess. Uh, yeah, Maybe the league is the, the bad league. I don't know. Atletico Madrid's in fifth, by the way. You know, we're talking yeah, about they... Barcelona in seventh. They're not. They don't have that great of a team, but. Atletico Madrid's dropped four of their last five games in the league. And, you know, they were not far off Madrid. But now I'm looking at it. They are 17 points behind Madrid. And Madrid, Real Madrid has a game in hand. But still, that's a big margin, especially this point of the season for a team like them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Crazy woman. He's got to start doing something. <laughs> Crazy woman. He's got to. Suarez, uh, too. Yeah, Suarez needs yeah. to start scoring again. Last, last year, he was amazing. He was so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I know, getting old, dude. The yes. legs can't move like they used to. Father time is undefeated, Pete. You know what they say. It always is. <laughs> uh, for the Premier League, uh, second best league in the world, maybe third. Mm-hmm. I play so fourth. Start us off with uh, Man City. Man City, uh, they just uh, broke the record for the most goals, I believe, <laughs> in a single year. From January to December, so in two the seasons, Premier League figure, yeah. just in, like in ever the top flight in the top flight. Uh, okay, I got so you. they are in ridiculous form right now. Um, huh. I don't see. I, I I predicted. I think last podcast they'd win the league, and they've been doing pretty well. Yeah. I don't see them losing many games from the rest of the season. I mean, they scored ten goals in their last like two or three games, which I mean, the attack they have with Bernardo Silva, Mares, Sterling. There's so many players they can use, and all of them can just play. I don't see many teams defending it. So I think they're just going to run away with it. I mean, what do you guys think? Is anyone else? Liverpool I mean, chance to catch up? I think they have a chance to catch up. But I think, I mean, it's between those two at this point. I think I think I predicted those two, one or two. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, I mean Liverpool yeah, did just... drop that game too today to Leicester 1-0. Mm-hmm. So that didn't yeah, really help their, uh, their chances out. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be tough. Uh, and then, and then Chelsea. You speak about Chelsea, who have been to the champions of Europe, reigning champions of Europe. They started out the season so well, and now, I mean, they they've been struggling to get three points every game for the most part. So who knows what's going to happen with them dropping down? I mean, I'm sure they'll still finish Champions League at the end of the season, but I don't think them winning the league is really uh, like realistic at this point. I don't know. No, I think uh, they've lost form as well. You come from a team that just won the Premier League, won the Champions League, and you think that they're going to have an excellent season. And they go out and, you know, they're not as impressing as they were. Yeah. I mean, COVID has hit them, I guess. COVID, and I don't know how about Italy, but COVID in England right now is bad. Like, the league is, 
in shambles, I guess you could say. There's so many games that have been postponed. Like, every weekend you see half the league game postponed, and then, like, you look at the table and you see matches played. It's, like, 19, 15, 16, 18. It's all over the place. So the points don't really, like, make sense, if that makes sense. But Chelsea have, have struggled with COVID. They're one of the teams that had a lot of players missing. But, I mean, even with the, the depth they have, they're still putting out strong lineups. There's, as much of an excuse as it can be, you still should be winning most of your games with the players you can still field. Bro, I already see people, Chelsea fans, screaming, null and void, null and void this season. I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding. Yeah, right? It's only halfway Dude, done. They have, like, if, if half these teams, like, like imagine if Brighton had, like, half of their bench. They, they would legit be probably up towards, like, eighth. I, I feel yeah. like those, those big enough clubs where it's, like, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, I mean, even Arsenal, like, they, 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 they have, and Manchester United as well. They have players off the bench that are worth what 30, 40, 50 million. So you I, I feel like you can't complain. United is in the bin. They are in the stinker. Struggling. I don't know what United needs. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, they spent the money. Like they brought in Ronaldo. Varon. <laughs> did you see Varon last game? He did I not did play not. at all. He looked like he was drunk. Like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Did he look like he I was mean, I, all deep, dude? Was was Varane ever that good? Because my good friend David, he is a big Real Madrid fan, and he told me that he was really happy when Real Madrid sold Varane because he was like, yeah, he makes like a lot of mistakes. So I don't know if that was really like the best signing for them. It's you funny. Overrated. You said overrated? Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, you pair him with, uh, with McGuire. Slabhead. And uh, now you got two clumsy idiots just in the back line. What do you expect? Yeah. I know. I think Lindelof is good, honestly. I think he's arguably their best center back. I think Lindelof is, when I watch him play, he's he's quick. He's good on the ball compared yeah. to Varane and, and Maguire. Anyone's better than Maguire, dude. Even Ray horrible. I thought Bayou was pretty good, but he, he got a hurt a couple times last year. Yeah, season. he gets injured a lot. But he's all right. I mean... Arsenal's been in pretty good form too recently, which Arsenal's I, been I hate to say that. They're winning a lot of games, scoring a lot of goals. Um, Emile Smith-Rowe's in form right now. But, I mean, their whole team is just playing pretty well, which sucks. You know, Saka scored a beautiful goal uh, last game, cutting in. He, he's a great player, man. Yeah, Question, do you think Arsenal stays top five? I do. I do. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Really? I do. Yeah, I do. This form, bro, they look like a good team now. They didn't. They never had an identity. Last couple of seasons, they ha- did not have an identity. You, you could say they look like Arsenal. Like you could never say that the past like three or four seasons. Like they actually look back in. Pretty Especially good in fourth place, Arsenal lives in fourth place. Yeah, they, they don't. just don't have the quality though. Like like they have good players. Like they're playing well, but <coughs> pair them up to City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Like United's got a better team than them on paper. You know they, they like that. You know for them to get top four is good. I think Arsenal. Yeah. Do you think that uh, United has, like, any chance of tailing, tailing Arsenal? Uh, yeah, I do. I think, I mean, there's, the season's halfway done. So, like, what we've seen yeah. now, anything could change the rest of the season. But well, They're also two games behind Arsenal, too, and they are only seven points behind. So, I mean, they win those two games, they're a point behind. Yeah. United's just lucky, though. Like, the fact that De Gea had to – Pull them out of that uh, that draw. He he made that possible. He De Gea saved them so many times this season. Yeah, yeah. against uh, the Newcastle game. 
Oh yeah, that he made, they were insane. Well, also yep. Shane Maximin's goal was just ridiculous. No goal yes. was ever to that. Yeah, it was that crazy. was just class. Shane Max is but, on the wrong team. Oh, is he though? No, nah, he's on the money. He needs yeah. to. He needs to get sold, dude. He's got to go somewhere where he can play with better players. It's not fair for him. Yeah, but does he though? Because one of the points I wrote down is the transfer window is coming up, and Newcastle have money now. Do they? Do they build around him? Realistically, who's going to what twentieth place? No, that's, that's, another that's another thing. If Newcastle have the money now, it, that's attractive to players. But what if they go to the championship? What happens to that? That's that would be hilarious. That would be, be terrible for them. But if they do get some good signings in January, can they turn it around and maybe push for like 14th, 13th mid table just to finish the season? No, and that, they could. They definitely could. I can see that happening. That's the. And that's when Newcastle gets scary yeah. with the money they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're gonna ball out in January because they're they gonna should. do everything in their power to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, stay attractive. I mean, plus, I think, uh, in my opinion, at least, I think Watford is a worse side than Newcastle, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Newcastle. I mean, just barely, they're gonna get out of there. But I think that they won't. They won't get relegated. Shout out to cycling GK Ben Foster. <laughs> ben Foster. So I mean, piggybacking off the the London clubs with Tottenham, we got West Ham, we got Arsenal. You could even throw Man U in there with uh, seeing who can compete with top four. I mean, West Ham have been uh, kind of on a downward slope as of the last few three or four games they won today. But uh, bad loss to Southampton. I mean, Arsenal are coming back up from where they were at. Tottenham's also on the rise. So it's it's pretty competitive between those three London clubs. And then Man U, again, struggling a little bit in mid-table. So what do you guys think in, in terms of uh, if they can compete it's almost looking like a uh, repeat of last season that you guys had fourth lockdown. Yeah. And what was it, last five games of the season? You yeah, really we, just... we needed to win, like, two or three games, and we just couldn't. Like, I don't know what was happening. I'm looking at it right now, uh, Goodson. Ever since you guys beat Chelsea, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been downhill. Lost to Zagreb in the Europa League. You tied Burnley. Yeah, no, irrelevant, yeah. Lost to Arsenal 2-0. Tottenham mm. beat you guys in the EFL Cup. You guys lost to Southampton. And you beat Wofford, thank God. But, I mean, yeah. you think that could define what the season's going to be? Do you think that they could take top four? Do you think it's going to be fifth, sixth, or uh, sixth place? I think it's probably going to be a five, six season. I mean, I'm glad this is happening in the middle of the season, not at the end again. I hope this is kind of like a reality check, I feel like. Because we, yeah. we beat Chelsea, like that's a good win. And then the players think, oh, we're all this. Like, we don't have to try for Southampton and then we go and lose. So, I mean, they have to get their heads back on and realize, like, okay, we can't just like walk into these games and expect to win just because just of West Ham. I mean, West Ham haven't been a good club for a while. I mean, now they're, they're looking decent, but I don't know. I'm glad this is happening now. And I think they can turn it around. And yeah, I was just going to say. Court. I was just going to say, too, like, if you look at your team, like, nobody really expects them ever to compete. Like, yeah, they play well, but two yeah. years ago, you guys almost got relegated. So this is yeah. this is great for you guys because uh, imagine... Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, imagine, like, they were in the second, like, division. That'd just be crazy. Yeah. And now they're fighting for top four. Go ahead, yeah. Gio. I was just going to say that there's bang average players on that team, and they're competing. Like, yeah. That, yeah. I think Rice is honestly one of the... I think he's one of the better players on that team. But again, if you look at other midfielders, he's still average. So it's it's crazy. Ooh, I mean, yeah. is that a I hot th take? I think Rice is one of the better defensive midfielders in the in the league right now. I mean, I would say top four. 
five. But when you say bang average, I, what, what I mean, what I think of is like you look at the names and you just like there's no names on West Ham for the most part. Okay. Like Jared Bowen, like I think he's great. I think he's a great player. Oh, I think, I think Benarama, another Benarama. great player that you would never yeah. – you're like, all right, this guy, he's got to be garbage. You watch him he play, and he's so smooth. Like, the way he dribbles and stuff. I think uh, Liverpool's looking – a Klopp likes Bowen. I think he's going to target – yeah, Liverpool likes Bowen. And Where I think he, he was at Hull, I believe. Yeah, it was at Hull City. Got him from Hull. So. I feel like Hull's got a lot of good talent. There's been a bunch of good players that come from Hull City. Well, Hull's Robertson tall. came from Hull. Robertson Hull's came from Hull. Yeah, I came good. from Hull, so uh, that argument's over. Who? <laughs> Didn't Maguire come from Hull, too? I, I'm he, not did sure. come from, he did come from Who, Hull I thought City. he was Jeff, Sheffield. Maybe no, he went from Hull, I think, to Leicester, and then Leicester to United for yeah, that ridiculous fee. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, I'm still looking at the table right now. Tottenham is still has two games to play, and they're one point behind West Ham. I think one of the games is Burnley, so I think they'll win that game. So I think the other game dub. is Chelsea, so I think they'll lose that game. So I think they'll end up with 33 points. They're technically in fifth already right there. Um, and then you still have Manchester United still left to play two games. Or I'm sorry. So actually, Manchester United plays Burnley. They'll win that game. And then that'll put them, what, 31 points? That's already tied with West Ham. And then they have to play Wolves, which, I mean, that's kind of a toss-up game. Yeah, that's kind of a toss-up game. Um, So, I mean, going back to the Tottenham Tottenham two games, though, they do play Chelsea, but they also play Watford. So it's it's a win either way. So both teams, I feel like, guaranteed their first win. And then the second game is kind of, we'll say... It's really close in that area of the table right now. I just want yeah. someone to leave, bro. I want him to go to a good team. I love that guy. Yeah, but he, they've been on good form, though, you know, ever since they got Conte. I don't know if you guys thought he was the, the solution for manager. I honestly didn't think so, but he's got the boys in good form. You know, they're climbing back. He does. I like that. <laughs> you saw that picture when they all celebrated together with the Spider-Man? That was dope. Yeah, that was cool. Nah, yeah. I didn't see that. That was probably that. a sick pack. Yeah, it was cool. But, um... Yeah, I think that they could they have some potential for this season too. You think they could make top four because you know the forms the form's been there. I don't know. I locked in Arsenal as that number four spot, but I really don't I maybe Europa League. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I guess so. But like if you look at like they're two games behind Arsenal, if they win both, they're a point ahead. True. You realize that, right? Like it's not that big of a gap. Like it's five points now, but they have two games to play. So I mean could go anyway. But yeah, no Arsenal. Arsenal definitely look good. Yeah, and that and that uh, North London derby is coming up pretty soon too. Ooh, should be a good game. January sixteenth, I think. You going? <laughs> yeah, you stuck on that island. Yeah, I'm stuck here. I we got to fuel up the plane. It's gonna take a while. So yeah, guys. All right, we're, that sounds good. And uh, how about your boy Arteta, Pete? Yeah, you you mentioned you wanted to talk uh, yeah, about yeah, Arteta. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well this this is what I'm saying. This is what we talked about. I mean. Look at, like, Lampard was fired. Beerlo was fired. Uh, who's the other one that I can't think of right now? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. But they, Mar- Arteta's the last one, and look at how he's finally got the boys to go and play. You know what right. I mean? I Obviously, this shows that time is definitely needed to kind of change that style like we hit on. Agreed. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I agree with that, but you, you can also 
think that he was under Pep for a few seasons. So you could think maybe he learned a few things with Pep and he was implementing himself. Whereas if you look at Lampard, I don't know if he coached anywhere before Chelsea. I think he just jumped straight into it. So I mean, he I'm sure he coaching things. Derby. Was it Lampard coaching somewhere before? No, that's where Rooney Rooney's been at Derby. Coaching though, he was I'm a player sure. coach. Ah, uh, okay, maybe. I'm sure Lampard was no, no. I'm thinking of John Terry. I'm thinking of uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, Terry Aston was assistant at Villa. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Oteta, he's doing well right now, obviously, and you can say time is helping him, but. I think being under Pep's wing for a few seasons, he definitely learned a few things on how to coach and how to control a team. I think but, Arsenal honestly did uh, Unai Emery dirty. I, I think he is such an underrated coach. He's been doing well, yeah. He's with Villarreal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, no, they look good. Yeah, no, he's it's unfortunate. I mean, they're going to knock Juve at the Champo probably, so. Ooh. I mean, look, they're doing well in Europe, but look at them in the league table. What are they, eight? So, I mean, yeah. it's a give and a take. Yeah, but Pete, yeah. they're Europa League merchants. No. They live in that league. Now that's Sevilla. Sevilla Europa League merchants. Sevilla <laughs> is Europa League merchants. And United. <laughs> yeah. United too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's just talk about, you know, how we were talking about inflation with players, current prices being so high in this market. Um, let's look at some of the big transfers we had from the past window or two. And we can start off with Lukaku. 97.5 million. Is this is euros, I assume? Yes. I I try to find the euro conversion, you know. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's all right. God forbid I'm off a little bit. But what we kind of like – what we kind of should do here is just kind of talk about – we can go around again like we do the Champions League, whether or not looking back on them, you know, these summer transfers, were they worth it? You know, so, Fig, what do you think? You know, you, again, you're the big Prem fan. Where Do you think Lukaku's been worth it for Chelsea for that much? No, I do not. I think he was really good at, at uh, Inter, but I think that's due to the way that Conte played the team and him up top with Lotaro. A 97.5 million, that's a lot of money for a striker. And I don't think he's really, he's really made his money yet at Chelsea. I mean, he doesn't even play that much at Chelsea. I don't know if he's been injured or what, but... Came's off the bench too sometimes, right? Yeah, he's been injured though. He has been injured. Yeah, but it is a lot of money to spend and not really have gotten anything back in value. So I don't think Lukaku is. I think it's a good uh, purchase because he was really good. <laughs> I would have probably purchased him, but I don't think that much is is the right uh, value for him. I don't know. What do you guys think? It was a good sale for Inter. That's what I would say. All Great right. sale. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a good sale for Inter. I mean. I feel like Chelsea kind of did this so stupidly because they had Lukaku to begin with and they kind of let him go ring around the rosy and then they spent yep. an extra $60 million buying him back and now he's what? Yep. You know what I mean? I feel like they kind of needed something different. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. There's still definitely a lot of time left. Lukaku still has – he's still hurt, like we said. So we'll see what kind of impact he makes. Mm-hmm. You got a little Ronald McDonald, CR7, Mr. Sue. Mr. Sue. Cheap transfer too, less than 13 million euros. I mean, yeah, I'm, not- I'm, yeah, I'm gonna start off with this one. I mean, regardless of him not playing as well as he maybe should, I mean, that's a steal for a player like him, right? I think that's a great signing for me. Yeah, yeah great I signing. Mean, in my opinion, when it comes to someone like Ronaldo, it's not it's not the transfer because he's older. So technically, no, no one's really gonna pay that much for him. It's more his wages yeah. that kind of kill wages you. Wages, get yeah, it's wages, right? right. <laughs> But I think at the same time, it's uh, you're paying that much for guaranteed 20 goals a season. 
It's guaranteed. No matter what, no matter where he's going, he's scoring 20 goals a season. And you're getting leadership out of it. You're getting experience out of it. You're getting Champions League masterclass. Yeah, winning, winning mentality. Yeah, no, definitely good right. for the club yeah. because I mean, you know that club yeah. doesn't win anything. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. But like I was saying earlier, I feel like if you go watch the Manchester United games, the minute Ronaldo gets frustrated, he just starts picking out players and tell them what they like. He has okay. an ego. He, I mean, yeah, he, has he does right have an ego, team. and I feel like. With Manchester United having so many young kids, you can't have a player that's kind of like, in a way, he's kind of a cancer to the locker room. I mean, like, if you're 20 years old and someone like Ronaldo is pointing his finger in your face and you're not good enough, you're like, oh, Jesus, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like he's kind of – kind of demoralizing. I think but he's you can get... also the other way around, I feel like. I mean, I feel like he can help the locker room a lot. You've seen – I've seen videos – I mean, from that Juve documentary that they had, you can see, like, that. locker room videos where you see Ronaldo, how much he cares about the game. And as much as he might, like, during the game, intimidate players and be like, what are you doing? Like, stuff like that. Um, I think he can help out a lot. He expects a lot from his teammates, you know. And it's it's good and it's bad. You, you actually, like you mentioned, you could see in the documentary, you have Ronaldo walks into the locker room at halftime. They're losing uh, in the Champions League. And he throws off his jersey, throws it on the ground. He talks to Quadrado. He's like, uh, we play like shit. We play like shit. And, uh, Ronaldo, and Quadrado's like, Chris, like, calm down. It's, it's okay. And he's like, no, it's not okay. This is the Champions League. This isn't a, a, a friendly, blah, blah, blah. And you know, mm-hmm. it goes to show that he's at a different level than everyone else. Yeah. <clears throat> it's that Jordan mentality. Exactly. That mama mentality. Uh, how about Odegaard? I think Odegaard has been absolutely sensational. I mean, it took him a little bit to kind of get there. And plus, I I mean, I still rate Smith-Rowe higher than Odegaard, but I think Odegaard has shown in the past few weeks that he he can be the player that Arsenal did need to kind of connect that final pass and, and get them to start getting some assists and some goals. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Odegaard's been really good for Arsenal. He's like that midfield maestro they need to help get from the defense to the attack along with uh, Smith Rowe that they have. And, I mean, it's showing that they're doing really well in the league right now. So, I think that's a good transfer. $34 million, he's still pretty young, I think. So, that's, I think that's a fair price value for him. I remember when he uh, had that whole Real transfer, I was like, damn, this kid, this young, like, he's got to be insane. And we never really got to see anything out of him. He so was now- supposed to be, like, the best player of, like, the best next young talent. Or like, oh, Odegaard, Odegaard. And then he just, like, fell off for, like, two or three years. Exactly. Now we're finally getting to see what he's all about, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, especially for 34 million euros, too. If he keeps this up and somebody wants to buy him, Arsenal can flip him for some good profit, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for Real Madrid, at least, a lot of attacking midfielders that they've bought have always kind of struggled. You know what I mean? I mean, like, look, look at Isco. I think Isco was a, a – I still think he is a really good player. Anywhere they sell him and he goes somewhere, I would prefer him in the Serie A because I think he – his play style fits very similar over there. Um, I, think, Milan. I think he would shine very well over there. But like him, Odegaard, plus like you're never going to outshine Modric, Cruz. You know what I mean? They're just – they're class. So. Yeah. Luca, you want to hit the next one? Yeah, sure. So one I mentioned here was because, you know, he's been really good. Or maybe not really good, but, you know, he's been a solid player, I would say, for Roma. Tammy Abraham for <laughs> – 34 million euros. Gio, what do you think about this signing for them? 
I think he's been pretty good. He, he started firing off in the uh, beginning of the season. He scored yep. a couple braces here and there. Uh, he slowed down a little bit. But, you know, he's still Roma's leading goal scorer. He, I think he has, what, nine goals in this area? I could be wrong. Not uh, sure, but not, yeah, somewhere not sure. around that. That's, that's still a good number for a, a young striker. Um, and, yeah, he's impressed me so close. Eight goals, by the way, just to fact check you. It's pretty close. We'll give it to him. P, what do you think about Abraham? I love this transfer. I mean, I've loved this transfer from the beginning. I've always thought Tammy Abraham was good. Um, I just – I feel like Chelsea didn't really give him that much of a chance. It was, what, a year? Not even. And they were already, like, threw him to the side. Um, I think he kind of – he's definitely similar to Osimhen, where they kind of just work their butt off. And I'm, obviously defense starts from the top. So – um, I think he's been ab- absolutely instrumental in how they've been playing and where they are at in the league right now. So Yeah, I agree with what Pete said. I mean, I think it's a good signing. He, he didn't really get enough uh, shine at Chelsea or enough enough time, and he's showing now in the Serie A that he can play, which is just going to make his value go up. $34 is a pretty good uh, number for Roma to have bought him at, and I think he can only really go up for right now. So I think that's a good purchase for them. Hey, yeah, I... go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. What's your nickname for, uh, for him? Scrammy Tammy? Scrammy right? Tammy, yeah, that's what they call him, Scrammy Tammy. You think he'll ever take the number nine spot in England or no? As long as Kane's Maybe. around now. I mean, Maybe what, Kane, Kane's like 28 now? I don't really and know. Tammy is a few like years younger than that. 23, 24. Yeah, I mean, there's potential if he can keep playing like he's playing, but... I mean, there's so many England, like, talents and youth players. It's hard to think about that right now as to who's going to be the future. Speaking of uh, a young English talent, I want to talk about Jaden Sancho for United. A whopping 85 million euros, I believe. That yeah, was – That's an L transfer. Yeah, yeah what, do you, what do you think about it, Fig? Do you – anything more to add? I, I think Sancho was good at Dortmund, and I see why they paid this much for him, and he showed that he can be good. But it's the whole the whole idea of you're changing leagues. You're going from the Bundesliga to the Premier League. It's a whole different play style. He hasn't experienced. I mean, I'm sure he played academy there, or I don't even know if he did. I think he was at Dortmund for a while when he was young. But going from a German league to an English league at such a high value at such a young age, I mean, there's so much pressure. And it's it's Man U too. You're not going to like a lower end team. You're going straight into Man U. There's a lot of pressure on it, and he has not showed nearly 85 million worth of a transfer right now. So that's just not. It's a great sell from Dortmund. They made a lot of money off of him, but. Man U has not gotten what they wanted out of that, I don't think. Gio, what do you think? I loved watching some clips of him playing at uh, Dortmund. I th- he's for the streets. Like, that kid could ball yeah. for, for the streets. I think I think he's a great player. I think he just hasn't – I don't know. He hasn't found it yet at United. Yeah. That's really all it is. He scored that one goal. At, was it Champions League? That, that he really started – he Maybe, scored, yeah. and then I think he scored again in the next game, and then that's it. Then he stopped. Yeah. So P, what do you it. think? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of young players at Manchester United too, so it's kind of like there's a lot of competition there, a lot of a lot of players that are hungry to play. But 85 million, like like we said, the jump from Bundesliga to Premier League is it's massive. There's not many players that can just go to a league like that, like go from Bundesliga to Premier League and just still just absolutely shine, you know. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough ask, but I mean, still, still got a lot of time. He's still young. Yeah. Uh, but 
We'll see. I mean, I've never really been truly a fan of Sancho, in my opinion. I never thought he was like all that everyone makes him out to be, especially not 85 million, but we'll see. Still still got time. Uh, Quick question I want to ask you before we move on to the next player. So, obviously came from Dortmund, English player, right? And now over at Dortmund, there's another good English talent, Jude Bellingham. What do we think of him? Do we think that he could be another player who goes to a United, a City, a Liverpool for like 85 million euros? Let him grow. Let him grow. Let him do his thing. He's kids. He's a bowler too. Yeah, I think he's really good. I like Jude Bellingham a lot. I think he's going to go to Liverpool. That's my guess. You heard it here first. He's going to go to a big club in England. And he's like, he's so young. He's like 18. Yeah. Like he's crazy young. He has so many years ahead of him and he's already getting the spotlight like that. So they don't need to rush anything like that. Like they have with Sancho. I feel like he needs to just grow. Yeah. But I think in the future, he's going to be a big player for England. Plus, uh, I mean, no. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was just saying that. All good, bud. All right. Well, I was going to say the plus, like, you also have Holland up top. So we kind of have to see what he has without having that absolute, like, killer instinct striker, you know? I mean, yeah. That is true. He scored that one goal, though, that was phenomenal. I don't know who that was against, but that was on the left side when he, like, cut in. Yeah, that was true. I ripped it. <laughs> um, but he's not attacking. He's more of like a defensive mid, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe central. I don't know. He plays we'll both attacking and defensive. Yeah. Yep. Do you rate Jack Grealish? <laughs> yeah, Luca. Do you rate Grealish? Yeah, this is a Luca uh, question here. You know, now that I think about it, I don't. But in all, all right. In all seriousness, you know, we all know I don't rate Jack Grealish. <laughs> but a hundred million for a hundred million euros for him. That's that's crazy. Does he even start uh, Goodson? Not every game now. They have oh, so much. They have God. so much depth though with City. I'm not saying he's worth that at all because I do not think he's worth that nearly that. Yeah. But there's so much depth in City that it's hard to start every game. You see the lineup, and Pep has a different lineup every single game. But Grealish, hundred mil. I mean, City <laughs> have the money to buy it, but it doesn't mean it's worth it. And he's not worth near one hundred mil. I don't think. I think it's Jack Grealish. That's just inflation, like doing its thing. Like that's he's way too overrated. If he's worth that much, Chiesa's worth 120 million. I mean, 200 million, I'd argue. He's better than Grealish right now. Yeah, I'd say that. But I think Grealish is still a good player. Why? I think he's a good player as well, but not worth that much. No, no way. Question, do you think they should have not signed Grealish and just went to Harry Kane and be like, look, we have a hunt, well, Tottenham and been like, mm-hmm. look, 100 million? I don't know. I don't know if they needed Kane. Look at the way they're playing. They, they run Bernardo at the nine. And it works. Like, if they bring in an actual striker, does it change how City plays? Does that affect them negatively? I don't know. They don't really point. Every team should want Bernardo. I think Bernardo Silva's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he, him and Salah are the best players in the league right now, I think, yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Um, so, last player we're going to mention from the Prem. We talked about him briefly before, but we said Varane. He was bought for 34 million euros. And it's cheap, but I mean, what do you guys think? He sucks. Yeah, I mean, I could start us off on this if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, like, go for it. I think that, I think that he was just really overrated because when you have Sergio Ramos right next to you and and Carvajal, I mean, dude, they're, they're you have one of the best outside backs in my opinion in the world defensively, and then you have one of the best center backs to ever play next to you. So obviously. Even though you're young, 
the, the mistakes you make, you still have very experienced, very quality players that can kind of cover up your mistakes. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think he was overrated from the jump, but I mean, we'll see. He's another one who's still young and still has time, but. Mm-hmm. I think that Ferran's one of those players that he has a really good resume. If you think about what he's achieved already in his career and that makes his value higher. I mean, he has a World Cup already. He has multiple Champions Leagues with Madrid. But when you look at how he actually plays individually, I mean, like you said, next to Ramos, it's hard to look that bad when you're next to a centre-back of that quality. And then I, I just, I've never really rated him that highly. Honestly, 34 mil, not that expensive, but he has time again. But I don't think it's it's been that good for Man U with Varane. We'll see, see we'll see his true colours this season. Next to Maguire, we'll see how he can do, he can play alone. Because playing yeah. next to Maguire is playing alone. And... <laughs> I, I really I think it's going to be a meme. That back line is now that he's finally fit. All these United fans are really excited for it. I think it's it's going to be funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, speaking of back line, you know, we talked about right backs. Pete said Carvajal, one of the best defensive right backs in the world. A player PSG bought from Inter for a lot of money is Hakimi for seventy million euros. I personally think he's a great player. And I'm pretty sure he's young too, very fast. I just don't know if 70 million was the right price tag. I would maybe argue 50 million. I don't know what your guys' opinion is on that, but I feel like it's a little too expensive for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against you on this one, Luca. I think the way it's going, the way the game's going, that outside backs are becoming so popular in the way that they're playing. I think that that's a a player that is ranked maybe a little less, maybe 50 mil, but. That he's in the right spot for me, at least. That's fair. Well, here's, I was going to say, well, here's my thing. For, if Ferran Torres is 50 million, I think Hakimi's worth 70 million. Yeah. You got to you gotta put into perspective how much other people are worth, and you can just really, it puts it into reality. I think Hakimi's good. 70 mil, I guess you could say it's fair. He's a good attacking back, fullback. He's pacey. He's good attacking. He's good defending. I mean, I don't know. I think it's worth it. Do we think that he's. Young. The best right back in the world. I mean, I would maybe argue Jao Cancelo, who's a baller. He's yeah. an absolute stud. But who do we, I mean? Do you guys think Hakimi's the best in the world, or no? Do you think soon? I don't, he's top three. I, I think it's him, Trent, and uh, and yeah. Cancelo. That's fair. That's fair. I'd say the same. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Trent is definitely. I think my opinion, him and Cancelo, are definitely top two. Mm-hmm. But is Trent a good defender though? Because I, I feel like Trent, like. He's a great right back, but I feel like him is like he's more of like a right winger. Yeah, like the way he like the things he kind of contributes. So, he, well, how I see Trent is he's the best attacking fullback in the league or in the yeah. world. I'd say defensively, he's not great, but he does enough to defend. I mean, he can defend, but he's not good. At, like he's not great at it compared to like Reese James. Reese James is a solid defensive right back, but yep. uh, I think it makes up for it with Trent's attacking prowess. If you play him right, like Klopp plays him, getting up the wings, it's just like. Those crosses coming in, it's steadily like that's you get goals like that. He assists so many times. It's just like having that on the team is just so so good in today's age with the how important left backs and right backs can be. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect point. I think, like I mentioned before, you just said the outside backs, the wing backs, more advanced position on the field. I think that's what where the game's going, where it's headed. So if you have players like that on your team, you are w- equipped. You're equipped. But well, Liverpool's so good. They use yeah. Robertson and Trent so well. Just swinging balls in the whole game. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, plus, you want to know another player I'd probably put up there in the top three? Quadrado. Good. I mean, I think Quadrado has been 
he's been a stud for Juve for the past, what, two, three years? Yeah, he's been good. I wouldn't say uh, he's, like, top top five, honestly, because, again, he's not a good defender. Uh, he's really good at crossing. He, he's, like, pinpoint accuracy, putting the ball in someone's head. But you don't really see that as much without Ronaldo. I mean, Quadrado's, like, a traditional winger, though, like, slash right midfielder, because you yeah. guys know he's been playing there for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, anyways, moving on. A player that Bayern Munich bought for the fee of 42.5 million euros is Upa Meccano. And honestly, he's I think he's been solid. I'd, I'd say he's been worth it for that amount. I haven't watched enough of Bayern play, to be honest with you, with Upa Meccano. I mean, but, um, I'm, I'm looking at his stats right here. He's played 15 matches in the Bundesliga, five in the Champions League, and now nothing really defensive, like no defensive stats here, but... He scored a goal and had four assists. You know, as a defender, a center back, so I'd say that's back. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty impressive. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking right now. His last game, he, like you mentioned, he scored. Uh, yeah. He scored Wolfsburg, and he was the best player on the field, rating a 9.0 rating. So, Yeah. I mean, I think – go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying if we're going on form, I guess you could say he's an informed defender. I do think that, uh, you know, Sule, for me, has always been a great defender. Guys – Mountain. He's a yeah. He's player. a giant. So I think that they're they're pretty good back there. They they don't need that much help. So yeah, and they're finding the attack as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I think this forty two point five million was was a great transfer in my opinion because look at Bayern. I mean, they really don't concede a lot. I mean, yeah, they score a lot, so usually they're not really going to concede too much, but they don't concede that much in the league. Um, he's still a very very young player as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 42.5 million, I think, was a great signing for them. And he's been playing, like you said, he has a few assists and a goal. I mean, we'll take that. Mm-hmm. So, last player we're going to discuss today, and he's been a beast. He's been a baller for my AC Milan. We bought him from Chelsea for 28.5 million euros. Fikayo Tomori, to me, has been, honestly, maybe top three transfers this season for the amount of money we bought him for. Gio, if you want to start. Yeah. I honestly, I like watching Milan play because of all these young players. Uh, Tomori, he's so fast. For a center back, his footwork is is pretty incredible. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a lot to bring to the game. He'll drive through the midfield. He's not afraid to, you know, dribble with, with the ball. Uh, and he's smart with his passes. He makes good tackles. I think he's everything that you want in a center back, so. I'd say that, I mean, similar to Abraham, he's another Chelsea player going into the Serie A, making a name for themselves. They're doing pretty well. Um, I haven't watched enough of Milan or the Serie A to see how Tomori's doing, but I've seen stats. I've seen posts of Tomori just being a boss at the back for Milan. I mean, they're in second place right now, so something's something's right with their defence. And, I mean, 28.5, that's a steal, I would say. That's a good price to get for Tomori. Yeah. So, I think it's worth it. Good, very good signing for them. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to agree. Tomori, great signing. I mean, the, the transition from the Premier League to the Serie A really was there. I mean, obviously, you're going to need either the Serie A, well, in soccer in general, you either are kind of slower, but you have a lot of experience and know how to kind of just get in the, in the attacker's head, or you have a lot of speed, you're very physical, and I think I think Tomori is that. Um, and I and I think he's he's been instrumental, especially next to someone like Kier, who's kind of 
a little bit slower, but it has more experience in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was a great signing for them as well. No, yeah, there's definitely a lot to learn. And, um, you know, I'm really happy we bought him because I remember, <laughs> I believe it was last transfer window, Milan, some news came out like, oh, they're looking at the center back from Chelsea. You know, I didn't know him much. I imagine Goodson knew him. Yeah. But he came in and he's been a baller. He took over that starting role immediately. And I'm just really happy that we got him. And I honestly, Gio, I'm not going to lie, and Pete, you know, I know Goodson, you're not the biggest fan of the Serie A, but I think he's been top two or three defenders this season after like Kulabai and then maybe like Killini or DeLitt. I feel like he's like a top three defender. I agree. I agree. I think he definitely uh, pulls ahead in the center back list. He's, he's been great. He's been keeping Milan up there. Um, he doesn't make any any errors. I, I don't see him mess up, so it's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, that's all for today, right, guys? Yeah, yeah I think we're all good. All right, boys. Thank you, uh, everyone, for tuning in to episode two. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, everything, the Amazon Audible link is going to be in the description. I'm going to keep doing this for a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Tune in next week for the next episode. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.